You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 302 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. Happy Financial New Year. This must it be, is. this is the <laughs> sexiest day of the year for accountants. You guys in your household must be just beside yourselves with joy. So I'm just, what What have you got planned for the day, Val? What sexy, exciting things are you going to get your spreadsheet? It's actually what? the lead up to the end of financial year. That's the sexy time, not the 1st of July. Also, I so, missed it by a day. It's last night. Well, what, so what kind of hijinks did you get up to last night? So we're recording this, everyone, obviously, on the 1st of July. <laughs> um, so we're doing a pre-record. Uh, and um, yes, because I am a former accountant from a long time ago. And so end of financial year is always a big time for me. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, though, I had been booked on quite a number of major projects and um, like the 30th of June itself, I was on an all-day training day. Um, I had 35 business owners on Zoom from 9 till 5 and I was uh, training them in how to use content to grow their business. So I couldn't get into the end of financial year swing of things because I was busy. What a shame. So you couldn't party. What a shame. All right. Well, you make up for it today, I was too tired then at the end of the day, you know, to party because it takes a lot out of you. End of – yeah, training online. Yeah. Yeah, all day. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah, because you've got to just be – keep your microphone on, people Mm. leave the room. All the mishaps Mm. on Zoom make Mm. me so happy. The amount of people that – have you seen the like go to the bathroom or yes. just forget that they're no you're actually being filmed you need to be really yes. careful yes. what did any did any mishaps like that no this group were quite um savvy with zoom actually and they knew how what to turn shame. their camera off they knew how to mute and all yeah. of those things so no mishaps yesterday actually but uh, <laughs> a tiring day nonetheless so i didn't actually get to Rev, revel in my usual end of financial year oh, happiness. You'd be getting out all the so highlighters focused. and spreadsheets and just there was just... a bit of spreadsheeting going on in this household. <laughs> yes, there there was, but not 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 the usual because it was just busy. 
fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've got a pro tip for everyone this week. Okay, go on. I was listening to an interview uh, with the actress Juliette Lewis who was talking about oh, yes. um, she is in a, uh, I think it's on uh, Netflix, This Much Is True. So she's starring oh. that. And she talked about how the director, hang on, I've got to put Tiggy down because he's just having a cuddle with me. Oh, and, uh, Thank you to all the uh, listeners who are continuing to send in the code word uh, and uh, Tiger, who have managed to listen to all of episode 300 all the way to the end. What was yes. it, like two and a half hour episode, Val? I don't know, it was crazy. <laughs> it was a long, long, long episode, but it's just like, we just, you know, I got, I got a message from Alaska yesterday. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> email, it's just like gone. Who, who'd have thought that this little guy would uh, have fans all over the world? Yeah, Very proud of him. <laughs> Um, So back to this uh, pro tip. So Juliet was saying that um, when they they recorded this, uh, they filmed this entire series, the director decided not to call cut or action. So they went on their own. Right, so he left it to the actors, which and then um, it was Dax, Dax Shepard who was interviewing her, and then he went on to talk about how, which I think is a great idea because you kind of, um, uh, it's not like the photography equivalent would be photo face when you know you someone knows they're about to be photographed. You, you put on a face, what you think. Yeah. So, like, also yeah. for actors, especially nervous or anxious ones uh, and new actors, when the the director calls action, there would be anxiety there, which would might change the feel of the, uh, the image. So I just found that fascinating that they did that. But then... Dax said he was directing his little sister in in something. I can't remember what it was, but he was saying how she'd never acted before. So what he did to get rid of her anxiety uh, is he had cue words that he told the everyone else on set except for her. So if he said, "Okay, um, we just get," he had some bluff words that would say, "Tell the cameras to roll," and instead of saying action, it would be something else that she thought everyone else was still mucking around setting up the shots and then he would just be talking to her and he would get this great performance out of her and and so you know which brings me to like when I'm working with nervous clients it's all about if someone is incredibly anxious what they're thinking and feeling is going to come out in how they look at the camera and you're going to see it's photo face. It's that anxious look and you definitely see it in their eyes. So I do everything in my power to get them out of their thinking mind because it's when they're thinking and you are so guilty of this, Val, whenever I photograph you because you've yes. got four billion things that you're going on and usually when we're shooting there's phone calls and the office and everyone's hassling you and I can get you into a nice state of mind where everything's relaxed and you're just in that moment with me and then I can then I see your mind wander and you're thinking back to how you're going to put this bushfire out that's just happened at the office right and your whole face and your whole demeanor your shoulders change the shape they go up the eyes go hard and you know so what to do and it's <laughs> really important <laughs> your eyes go hard they go hard the, the love goes out Val and mm. but but it's our job when you're starting out as a photographer you don't see these things 
you know, it, it takes uh, experience. But if I'm telling you now to look for it, uh, it's really important that it's because of what that person is thinking is always reflected in the eyes. So it's really important that you uh, use every technique. And, and like the, I was talking to some goldies the other night, the gold members, and we were talking about um, how long I spend. And also I wrote about this in my newsletter last week that it's like, I spend 80% of my time working the shot, working to get that reaction. Mm, And the 20% of my time is spent on actually lighting the physical stuff. So I know that I've got that set. And then if it's a if it's an, an hour shoot, it's 50 minutes just spent talking to them, relaxing them, getting them to think about something, anything other than the fact that they're in on set with me getting photographs so that they don't have that photo face. And you can also use uh, similar techniques to what Juliet and Dax were talking about in their interviews when you're filming, because I think if you're going to succeed as a photographer moving forward from this period on, I think you need to be uh, a slashy, multidisciplined in a lot of different things. So you definitely should be incorporating film into your um, protocol that you can offer like, you know, even a few minute grabs, definitely, because that's going to uh, expand uh, the the amount of clients that you can work with. And also you offer more value to your clients. So that's a a, a definite plus. And also cinemagraphs and things like that. But when you're doing a lifestyle shoot, what you can do is you can tell, and if you like, because a lot of lifestyle shoots that we do today, often they're non-models. So the company uses people that work for them to be in the shoot and they're very nervous. So you just do the rehearsal and you, you just tell them, Oh, we're not rolling yet, but you can have a remote in your hand and you can have uh, the the shutter to silent so that they don't even know you're shooting and you're clicking away as you're talking to them and they've got no idea and you will get a more authentic and natural shoot. So you could be doing stills and you can also use that technique for video. Let's do a rehearsal first, film it you know, because that's when they're most relaxed and also make sure that those moments in between frames when you're shooting people continue to shoot because that's when they they think you've stopped shooting and they drop their guard and they're going to laugh off camera and you get those natural shots, keep shooting. So it's all about when you're working with someone anxious, it's getting them out of their thinking mind and you do everything in your power. And that when you, when you can do that, your work will stand out from the pack by a mile. People won't understand why they gravitate to your photos. They'll just say, there's something about them. I don't know what, but they're different. It's that. Mm. It's that authenticity. That's what you want in your shots. Mm, Absolutely. That's great. And, of course, um, if anyone is uh, who's in the community or any listeners who are thinking or who are in a position where you might be dealing with anxious people, there are lots of fantastic tutorials in the gold community on from Gina on exactly step-by-step how to deal with that situation. Uh, really, really practical advice from real-life situations. And, of course, if you want to find out a little bit more about the gold community, have a listen to this. This podcast is brought to you by the Gold Community. As a Gold member, you can learn at your own pace and skill level. Here's what Pauline Clem had to say. 
Well, I'm a firm believer in having a mentor. You know, I came to photography when I was 54 and I just felt like I was running out of time. And I just thought, I need to accelerate my learning and this is the way I'm going to do it. And I joined and yeah, haven't looked back. First of all, I love the fact that it's a global community. The body of knowledge that is there um, at my fingertip. You know, you come back, you listen again and all of a sudden it's making more sense to you and you're thinking, oh, of course, that's, you know, that's what I need to do. So the feedback's very quick when you need it. Sometimes you'll get back within the hour, almost always. The presets, the tutorials, it's all there. Instead of running around getting information from here, different websites, different books, everything I need is in one place. And the other great benefit, of course, for me was doing the Sicilian workshop this year. That was a life-changing event. My photography is totally different. Uh, so, you know, I really credit being a member of the Gold community. That's what it's done. It's great value and I, I love being in it. What more can I say? You know, it's changed my life, really. And um, I think I'll be there for good. <laughs> you won't get rid of me. I would say if you're sitting on the fence, um, just jump in. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, just go to GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community. All right, so this week we are talking to Tracy Moore and it's about how to earn six figures plus by finding your niche. Or niche. So Gina, tell us. Niche. Or niche. niche as, niche. you know, we say niche in well, well it's quiche, isn't it? It's quiche, not kitsch. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think. But obviously we know that North Americans say niche, which is highly unusual to us, but we accept that. Uh, so your niche. So Gina, tell us about Tracy. Yeah, so had a fantastic conversation and you'll, you'll hear the joy in both our voices as we're chatting and just discovering stuff about ourselves. And it's like Tracy lives for a start in a remarkable um, part of the world there in uh, Montana up the top there. And um, she has uh, started uh, a, a business where she is has niche, niche, niche right down and doing adventure travel with senior girls. So it's senior, senior photography. And when I say seniors for the Australian listeners, uh, it's not fo photographing um, older people. It's actually fo photographing high school students like in their Year final 12. years. So that's, Year what, that, that's what we mean by seniors. And if you are uh, an Australian listener and you haven't, this I think is is – ready to go here in Australia. I think this is a, a niche niche that uh, should be pursued. I think um, I think we're, we're just a little bit behind the states in this and I think there's um, there's something in it. So um, do, do you uh, mean, check it out. But do doing, you mean photographing senior, photography. senior girls yes, or do you mean yes. or do you mean taking them on adventure? Both. Outings? Doing photographing seniors um, and uh, also the uh, the adventure travel, which is like taking that senior photography and then niching down further. So uh, in this um, in this interview, we uh, talk about a lot because uh, Tracy is also a mother of two small children and we talk about balancing growing a business uh, with growing a family and then we talk about how Tracy landed her first big commercial client via a chance meeting and also how she finds clients and this is really important because we're all in this position now not e not everyone has the luxury of living in a big city and even if you do there is still a, a really good way to approach finding new clients so we talk about how to 
find clients and grow your business even if you live in a very small town. And also we talk about networking, not the dirty word where you hand out your card and go, hey, give me a call. Here's my card. You know, people don't do that anymore, do oh, I think people do. I've had it done to me. It's like it's, it, there's an email version of it where it's the form letter and it's uh, right. that, sort of, that, that sort of dirty word is not what Tracy talks about, but she talks about a fantastic way uh, to network and that ends up that clients are talking about you and it's word of mouth that your um, work is getting out there, which is... Uh, how I grew my business and I think it's the best way to grow your business and then of course we zero in on the importance of niching or niching down and then we finish with the uh, focus system which is Tracy has set up and it's um Tracy uses this to create her multi six-figure business so lots of uh, stuff to talk about and I know hopefully this will come out before she's got a free mastermind uh, on July 2nd I'm not sure if we'll get this out so for the early listeners it might still be available but I will link to that in the show notes so uh, let's have a listen Tracy Moore, welcome to the show. How are you going? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited and very honored you had me on the show. I was blown away. So <laughs> let's do this. I'm super excited to chat to you as well. So uh, I know where you are based and it is gorgeous, but you, for the listeners, uh, whereabouts in the world are you? And tell us a bit about what it's like to live in this magical place. Uh, <laughs> I am currently in Billings, Montana. Um, and yeah, Billings is pretty cool. We have, um, you know, lots of uh, amazing people. The community is very, very, very incredible, super supportive. I, I grew up in, um, Southern California and then I moved to Colorado, um, at a young age and then moved out here when I was 17 and the people are just so nice. Mm. Like I I remember walking into stores and they would just be like, hi, what's your name? How are you? Like, (laughs) really wanting to know me. And I was like, wow, these like, these people are so nice. People like slam on their brakes to let you cross the road, like super nice people. So yeah, it's a cool little community. Um, we're not in the, I mean, it's beautiful. Billings is beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but Western Montana is gorgeous. Like the scenery is insane. We can, you know, hop in a car and get to some incredible mountains and lakes and rivers and, we love fly fishing and camping and adventuring. So it's a it's a good state to be in if you like the outdoors. If you don't love the outdoors, highly don't recommend it. But if you like being, you know, adventurous and doing things like that, it's it's a cool place. It's the kind of place that if I wanted to find, you know, a small town with, you know, log cabins, you know, beautiful, yeah. that sort of small town vibe, I'd want to film a, um, a TV show there. You know, you could yeah. just see. And, and it is there are they are small communities right it's not like a big bustling city so it's a small town and we'll get into this uh later in the interview how you actually um find clients in in that sort of area because it's different to if you were living in a big city right yeah much different and i mean it's not it's it's the it's the biggest town in montana but Mm. there's still i think there's like a hundred 30,000 people, something like that. So yes, yeah, still relatively small and um, surrounding areas, definitely very small towns. Um, and yeah, you can find cute little log cabins along the river all over the place. 
Fantastic. I have to get up there. I haven't been that far north, but it's oh, definitely God. after yep. looking at the photos today, I'm like, oh, it's totally on my list now. I have to get up there yeah. and have a good look. But you're also, um, as as a California girl, you, you're a beach girl as well, and you're living in a, an area that's pretty much uh, landlocked. Yeah. And I noticed that one of your um, <laughs> dream trips is to uh, go and swim with sharks, which they do here in Melbourne. Um, I know. I've looked at that. Yes. Big dream. I I mean, I moved to, from California. I was like 10. So I say that I'm from there and I, I have a lot of great memories there, but really like probably honestly more from Colorado. But yep. in my heart, I will always be a California girl yep. obsessed with the ocean. It's definitely my happy place. And I get on a plane and go to the ocean whenever I can. I actually just got back from San Diego and I just booked another trip to California last <laughs> night at four in the morning. So <laughs> I um, do that. <laughs> yeah. Sharks are my dream. I mean, I've swam with lots of different sharks, but not great whites. So right. I swam with like whale sharks and reef sharks and nurse sharks like all the tons of cool ones but oh my gosh it would just be the coolest thing ever to cage dive and see just ginormous great whites so definitely Fantastic. a dream well hopefully that that <laughs> like uh because just uh we had a quick chat off air uh earlier and uh just hearing you're one of these people that put stuff out there and i'm a huge believer in this if you yeah. want something to happen put it out there and I've found like you know little boxes that I stuff little notes to myself you know this is what I want to yep. be or in five years time I do that a lot and uh, like I've you open them and you it's amazing and I know that um Valerie is also a big fan of doing this it's just like all right what do you want the year to look like and you list all the things and all the achievements yeah. and it is amazing that that and I do it every new year's eve as well I write a list of goals yeah for the oh. year and then cool. at the, the you you read back and you will be amazed at how many of those things come true. So I have no doubt that because you've said out loud, <laughs> I want to you know swim with great whites, that it, you'll make it happen. Because a lot of the stuff that you've uh, talked about doing, you you you're a real doer, really, by uh, looking <laughs> at your bio. So that's fantastic. So we'll dive oh. into that. The other thing you've I got going that. on that keeps you uh, very very busy. So you've been shooting for about ten years. Is that right? Yeah, 10 years. And I have to tell you real quick, because we have that so much in common. I make inspiration boards every year and um, with pictures and with little notes and dreams. And I look back on them and you're right. It's incredible. And um, Don Davis, uh, do you know Bob and Don Davis, photographers? Uh, uh, yes, I've, have, I've heard of them. Yes. Yeah. So Don Davis, like 10 years ago, she was one of my first instructors at this little class. And she was like, make inspiration boards, write that stuff down. And I've done it every year since. And I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just insane. You just got to ask, you got to put it out there. You got to write it down and just picture it like it almost already happened. And it's really weird how it just yeah. happened. So anyways, yes, yeah, been shooting for 10 years, started my photography business when I was 23. Yep. Um, actually 22. <laughs> same, same. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. We're, We're like, like twins. Like, I'm the dark version of you. <laughs> 30 so <cool>. years older. <laughs> I love it. It's like I've seen into the future and it's looking bright. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been shooting. I cannot believe it's been over a decade. It, it's so crazy because it was just a fun little dream. I've had a lot of you know, little businesses that I started before this and, you know, you do little things and that you might get bored and switch. And when I first started this, I was like, man, I wonder if this is going to work. How cool would that be if I could actually like 
be a real photographer. And <laughs> so to look back on baby me at 22 and just give her a pat on the back for working her tush off. And here I am, um, two kids and providing for the family. And it's, it really is a dream job. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it's hard, super hard. People don't realize how, how tough it is and how hard you work, but it is the funnest coolest job ever yeah. so just with the young family because uh, I just remember how it's just so much work but so rewarding uh, when well, you're a young mum like that how do you manage that work-life balance because it's like you, you, you you're juggling travel and you know, it's like it, it just I, I feel like I'm just interviewing myself because <laughs> it's like um, I was jumping on planes and like I, I remember having to uh, like you know, be, be catching a, a 7.30 a.m. flight. And so before I got on that flight, I, I was up at like 3 a.m. and then you're getting the bottles ready, getting their, all the clothes ready for the kids, the, all the stuff for the day. Because even if you have a partner at home that's going to take care of all that stuff, you, you're still got to be across everything. And then you, you're remembering that, oh, yeah, but, um, you know, there's a birthday party on Thursday, so I need to get the present for the kids. So are you are you thinking about all of that or um, is your partner helping you with all of the logistics of bringing up those kids while you're growing your business? Yeah, I mean, luckily, my husband is incredible. He does so much. Yep. He helps me with a lot of my business. And then he, I mean, he knows how hard I work too. So oftentimes I mean every day he's like no just let me do this you do enough I got it don't worry about it because he he can see that there's so much going on in my head at all times that um he really he does an amazing job at taking care of a lot of that and just letting me be a fun mom and come back and hang with the kids I mean I definitely do a, a lot of work as well but he's he's always been the clean one I'm the little hurricane of the house he's always <laughs> The more responsible one, he cooks. I try and cook and burn everything and leave everything out. And so, um, I mean, I think we're a great match. I don't yeah. know how he feels, but yeah. no, we both feel like we we got a winner. So um, yeah, he does he does a ton. And as far as work life balance, I mean, is that even real? Like, does anybody? No, it's not. There's no such I thing. You can't. So yeah. the, like. Uh, I, I don't believe, like we, we were sold that idea, certainly my generation and right. my mother's generation was sold that idea. My mother's generation is where it first started. You can have it all, you can work, you can. <laughs> and then there was the, that thing that, and I think we touched on this off air as well, that there's that competitive thing that happens amongst women wow. where the, it's like, well, uh, my house is always immaculate. That's a lie. <laughs> no one has, I, I yeah. actually don't believe oh, that God. anyone has a clean house other than okay. I saw a great meme the other day that said um, I just wish someone would call me and say they were coming around in um, 30 minutes time so that I would madly clean the house and then they yeah. cancel right. so I've, I get to enjoy the clean house for the oh my god that's so funny yeah I don't I mean I think luckily I have a lot of great friends who are pretty honest about those things so I don't feel like such a terrible mother but um, yeah as I mean man work-life balance I, I feel like if I'm doing great at work, I feel like I'm failing as a mom sometimes. And then when I'm killing it as a mom and just having a great time in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm failing in my business right now. So I've really had to just try and cut that off. And if I'm with the kids, like it's hard and those thoughts pop in like, oh man, I forgot to do that. Or, oh, I got to call that client or, oh, I just got an email and now I just, my mood's killed. I got to go respond to this. So I try really hard to at least um, have a certain amount of time that I'm like, I'm here all of me they they deserve all of me for these amount of hours and then then I can get back to it and then when I'm at work I'm like 
all there, all at work trying to trying to get that done. So I've also hired. Um, I have a studio manager that that's based out of California that does yes. so much for me, and then I yep. also have um, an assistant slash nanny here, yep. so that husband can kind of get some free time and help me out with stuff, and we can still go have fun together. And um, she's been a lifesaver. So I really think we don't have like my parents aren't here. We don't have right. you know they they always say it takes a village, and yeah, we don't does. have a village here, and so we kind of had to hire our village. Yeah, <laughs> so, great. But it helps. Yeah, it it keeps us sane for sure, and that the competitiveness you talked about with other women. I mean, I've experienced that a few times, like I mentioned to you before, when I, when my son was just about to turn a year old and I got the opportunity to go to Australia and Bali, which was always a dream of mine. And it was over his first birthday and I was going to be a couple days late. And my husband, I was about to cancel it. I was like, there's no way I'm going to miss my son's birthday. Like I already feel like I, you know, I don't know. I, I, that just, that seems like such a bad mom move. And he's like, Hey, you might get crap from other moms or other people, but you're not going to get crap from your son when he's older. And you told him that mommy had a great time in Australia yeah. and probably shooting for all these cool companies. Like he needs a mom that chases her passions and that's who you are. So he's not going to remember, come back to one day after his birthday, we'll have a big birthday party and he deserves a mom that chases her dreams. So book that flight you're on. And so I've, I've really, just been so grateful for his support in that too. And yeah, you just can't think about what everyone else thinks. You got to live your life and do what's right for you and your kids and your family and your business. And you got to just shove those opinions aside because everyone's going to have one and of course, you know, they're not, yeah. they're not living your life. So, and I think, I think the best thing that you can do for your kids as a mother is show them what it's like to, uh, you know, live the dream that you wanted, you know, to go for it. And then they get to see you. Uh, the beauty is they see it warts and all. They see you struggling yep. and that's important. They see you right. uh, celebrate those wins, but they also see you with those crushing disappointments because it's not perfect. And even if it's like, you know, you can, um, we can all tell our story and we can all tell it in a way that just sounds so glamorous and all and, right. and so exciting but then you know there's the flip side that you know you do walk out of the house with vomit on your shoulder <laughs> you know because the kid was up all night with food poisoning and then you've got to yeah. you know go on one hour sleep and do that gig and it's not it's yeah. not always pretty and it's not always perfect but you know <laughs> when you do it over the long run it, it sort of it, it all evens out and it seems that you know as long as you have more better times than there are yeah. you know that the, the chaos uh you look back and you kind of you know you forget you forget those times as well yeah, so you know great and then in the moment you're like oh my gosh how am i going to survive this with kids and all this crazy but stuff there but there are yeah. of course there's tears Sometimes. and there's there's all those uh things that you wish were different but you just uh, muddle <laughs> through and also just going back um we did touch on the the vision boards and writing things down. So yes, yeah. I am a big believer in that. I've had vision boards here. I write things down. I believe in saying things out loud. I also have a technique that I have done my entire life. Before I go to bed, you can do two things. There's people who will lie there and worry about all the things that could go wrong. So you lie there and you go, oh my God, what if this client pulls out? And what if this job doesn't work? And what if next month? Because as freelancers, Right. You know, we don't know, like I don't certainly, what I'm going to be doing in, say, six months' time. So then you start oh. thinking, well, what if this, what if it all just ends tomorrow? So, <laughs> wow, and, yeah. and, but I have never done that. What I do, this is how I fall asleep every night, is I lie there and I think, hey, imagine if, um, 
Imagine if this happened, and it's usually just like wild, ridiculous stuff. And can I tell you, it's sort of, this is getting into a woo-woo show, <laughs> most of those things have happened. And it used to frighten me a bit where I'm like, I'm sitting there doing the job that maybe a year ago I dreamed of, like, and ridiculous stuff with ridiculous okay, people. Okay, we're the same person. Right? I, you know, just, and I'm thinking of these things, and I'm thinking, yeah. and I'm in the job going, I secreted this and I don't like to use that secret word because it's like you know people just poo poo (laughs) it but let me just back this up and and it's not enough to think of this stuff and put a vision board I back it up with work I've worked really hard I know you do too Tracy it's not enough to just like because a lot of people that say I, I tried the secret and it didn't work and it's because yeah, it's not enough to just sit inside no. and not do anything towards those goals and just sit there and meditate and chant om no right. your dreams are not going to come true you've still got to be out there you're hustling every day and you know I really believe that whole line that the harder you work the luckier you get oh yeah I 100% agree. I've, there's been so many times where I'm like, how did I get so lucky? How did I get this connection? How did I? And it's, you know, same thing. You, you think of it and it's not that it just happens. It's because you're putting it out there. Like whenever you go out or talk or if you're, you know, thinking of things, you, you message people, you connect with the right people. And eventually it's like, hey, I know this person that, that does this. Maybe I can connect you guys. Or it's it's all about like who you know too. So networking is so big. And then all of a sudden you meet someone who's a ambassador for a company that you've dreamt of shooting for and they send an email with a cc to you and you're shooting for them a month later in australia you know exactly and yeah you you are your best advertising so if you're walking around in love like in love with what you do and someone asks you and you're not like it's not just like because there's there's two ways to do it when you meet someone at a party and they go hey uh yeah what do you do and you go oh yeah i'm a photographer i'm like really amazing and i've photographed this a-list person and this and i make this much money the first thing you think of it that that person is like, oh, Jesus, like what a, what a, a bit what full a of themselves, what a tool, you know. <laughs> but then when you meet someone, and I see this in you, Tracy, it's just like the joy and the love of the craft. And it's just like, oh, my God, we went to this place, the light, the light. And then the model was standing there and then suddenly out of nowhere, the sun just starts setting and the light goes this golden brown. Oh my God, her skin tone that day was the best day. And then you could smell the ocean. You could smell it. It was amazing. That sort of joy and enthusiasm is contagious. And so when you walk around and that's what you say about your love of the craft, people want in They go, I want what she's having. I want some of that. So I think that's the difference. So when you walk around and you go, yeah, yeah, hang on. I went to this place. Hang on. Here, let me show you a photo. Look at that. Look at the light. Check it out. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's different than, yeah, for sure. And it's always something that I try to remind myself is stay humble, you know, and there's for sure times that I probably haven't because I'm so excited to talk about these things and tell people all these cool stories. And then I'm like, okay, remember to talk about them, ask about them. They have a life. They're not, you're not the most important person right now. Like it's, it's something that 
I, I was the only girl in my family. I have three brothers. I think I was just very used to being the center of attention. And yeah. um, so it's actually, I mean, now it feels pretty natural, but at first I had to, I had to really think about that and like, just look at everybody like, Hey, they're a, a whole separate person with a whole life and a whole story. Like I want to know, like, it's not, I don't know. I, I feel like I just look at people a little different now and, and I want another story. And, and once you're actually for real interested in people, yeah, like things open, connections are made. People feel that they feel like the fakeness versus the, the real love and, and, um, you know, curiosity you have about them. And I, I think that's definitely opened a lot of doors. It's just, it's just loving on people, just like actually caring about their lives, you know, and who they are and what they, what they, what they like, what they're passionate about. Yeah, the, definitely. I'm uh, a big, and, th- and I think that's uh, something that's also learned behavior as well. Like, you know, yeah. I, I think in your 20s, it is 100% natural to just be all about yourself. It's part of right. our evolution, you know. Yeah. It's like you are completely um, self-absorbed yep. <laughs> in your yep. 20s. And, uh, you know, it's not until kind of you get a little bit down the track that you start saying, oh, oh there's other people in the world right. <laughs> that I should be yeah. interested in. And then you do naturally just start taking an interest in, in those things. So all of this stuff, all of this stuff that we're talking about is also learned behaviour. No one starts out good and perfect even when you meet a guru who's been you know um doing a spiritual practice for years it's called a practice because that's what you do every day you know you don't get good day one no one is but we we kind of like to believe we make stuff up about when you see excellence you think well they were born that way but it's not the case you can build and you can grow so i want to talk about um the adventure travel stuff that you do so um there's a couple of adventure travel companies that you uh shoot for and that takes you around the world how did you stumble onto that sort of work (laughs) yeah so same type kind of luck slash dreamt it up slash it just happened um i i mean like i said my husband's a big fly fishing you know he's obsessed and he was a fly fishing guide for a really long time um and so uh, there's this girl named april vokey she's like a big time fly fisher probably one of the most famous women fly fishing um you know people in the world and so i started following her because i i started getting into fly fishing because of my husband um and we were actually living in africa at this time and she had posted something um that was like hey I'm, i'm recording this tv show and i'm looking for a few guest photographers to be on it and um, I was in a really sad mood that day because my mom had just called and told me that she had breast cancer. Oh, and I was on the I'm sorry the to hear that. Yeah. No, that's okay. She is a champ. She survived it. She she fought. She she's she's in, insanely incredible. But um, I was just in a really bum bummed mood, of course, because I I yeah. felt so helpless, so far away. And um, so he had seen that on her, I think you know Facebook or Instagram or something. And he reached out to her and he said, Hey, April you have no idea who me and my wife are, but, um, she's an, you know, she's an incredible photographer, kind of a little newer and, um, she would love to be on your show. Like she really looks up to you and, um, has always like dreamt of doing cool things like this and traveling. And, um, so she also, you know, had a rough day. So if you need someone and you want to make someone's day, just hit her up. If not, that's okay. I'm not even going to tell her a message to you just in case. But, um, so we kind of like, without even telling me, wrote her this whole story. And then she messages me. She's like, Hey babe, just heard from your husband. I'd love to have you on the show. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What just happened? And so we, we, flew, uh, we drove out actually to British Columbia to, 
shoot for this TV show she was filming and we just hit it off and became super good buddies. She's still one of my best friends. We just went to uh, Hawaii together a couple months ago um, and she is an ambassador for Patagonia. And so she was like, hey, when you're here, um, you know, take a bunch of photos and I'll hook you up with one of the editors of Patagonia and see if they like it and see if we can get you some some gigs with them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that would be <laughs> insane. And so um, I, you know, messaged the editor. Um, she we kind of just hit it off as well and had a lot of things in common. And um, again, just relationship building connections, mm -hmm. just actually treating them like a human instead of just somebody who can hook you up with something. Um, and yeah, they sent me like my first huge box of products after I told them where I was going to go and travel. And I get this huge box from Patagonia and I was like, oh my gosh. So I called, um, Sue's one of my first connections there. And I was like, so, um, when do you need this back? And you know, what exactly do you need? Like, just tell me everything. She's like, oh girl, that's yours. Like you keep it and we pay you. I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> like, I had no idea like about this commercial world. And Patagonia is an amazing company because they, they are very appreciative of their photographers and they pay them, um, well, a good amount and yeah. they appreciate and respect that art and um so yeah started doing some shoots for them i mean they have a lot of like freelance photographers so i'm not the only amazing one like there's a ton of incredible photographers and i still don't even feel worthy but um luckily i was going on some cool trips and i knew a lot of people that fly fished and um yeah when they sent me an email and bought the first slew of images i was like oh my gosh this is like insane like i get to travel and do all these things and get like paid really well to do it <laughs> like so crazy so then i just started reaching out to some other brands and so actually, was it that I, sorry tracy was it that that yeah. gave you the, that, that that moment that you felt like i'm a photographer now i can do this and is that what gave you the confidence to then reach out to other people uh, as far as in the commercial world, yes. yes. So I've yep. already been doing portraits before, but yeah, in that world, definitely got excited about it and started reaching out to some other brands and did some shoots here and there and um, some shoots, you know, I just wanted stuff. So I was like, hey, just hook me up with a bunch of stuff and I'll give you guys some pictures or, you know, then I was like, that's probably not the best way to do it because obviously I want to respect other photographers, but that's kind of a noob classic mistake. Mm. Um, and I think that's okay sometimes to get shooting for them and to get a relationship built. Um, but I just became so busy with other things that I just wanted to concentrate on, you know, the company that I loved and that I was shooting for. So I, I basically only shoot outside for Patagonia right now. And um, I'm still focusing just on my senior girls, the charity I run, and educating. Like I've, I've built a, um, a whole program for photographers um, to, you know, get in the get in this crazy industry and help them build their businesses. And so I love the commercial world, but um, I can't do it all. I've learned that I can't do it all, even <laughs> though I want to. So I dabbled in commercial and I still do some stuff. Um, still shoot for Patagonia because I just, I'm obsessed with them. I went and toured the, their Ventura offices and they're just the coolest people. So, um, but yeah, other than that, um, mainly portraits and um, just fun stuff for myself and um, educating and the charity. That's that's where my focus is business-wise. And then I got to have time for my family and my man, you know? <laughs> so. I just want to go back to the, uh, the commercial work. And it's interesting that you yeah. said that like when you were like deep in working there for Patagonia, there was opportunities for you to, for you to do lots of other work as well for, for similar companies, right? But then yep. um, I'm interested that you made that decision that it's like hang on did you feel like when you were doing everything you were kind of diluting what you do it was like it's a hard, yeah. it's it could because it's a natural um 
idea to think, okay, well, if some is good, then more is going to be so much better. But then you, you're only as good as how much you can focus on that one job. And, and, and I, I was caught out um, many times by this where suddenly it's like everybody's giving you work and there's, there's no time yeah. to even think. And did you at any point, because this has certainly happened to me where I've been at a job and I'm like, I hate this, I hate being here, I'm so tired, I'm dialing this in, I had no idea, so I would just go on yeah. autopilot. And I found that in that time there was an entire year where I look back on the body of work oh. and I looked and I'm like, this is rubbish. This is all yeah. rubbish. I have, I have dialed in every single – because it's just yeah. a survival mechanism. So I did right. a similar thing. I got rid of a lot of clients because I'm like, I can't – I don't want to be that photographer that's just like hacking it out because it, yeah, it doesn't make me feel... happy. Exactly. My, my idea of success is like joy and passion yeah. and being excited about life. It's not uh, like a couple of years ago when I made the most money I've ever made it, in a year, I was shooting for commercial places. Yeah. I did a bikini shoot in Australia. I did a fly fishing shoot in New Zealand. I did like all this. And you're miserable, like, right? Fast company. And it was, sorry, what? Were you miserable during that time? It's yeah. hard. I mean, it was it was really hard. Like I, I liked the shoots, but there was times where I'm like, I just don't have it in me. Like I'm one of the most energetic people I know and like I couldn't even keep up with myself. So and I I didn't want to always be gone. Traveling's super fun, but I would rather go on a few trips that I really, really want and I really enjoy rather than a ton just to like look cool or just to have more jobs that um, you know, might pay okay, but I'll, I could probably make more money at home and being with my family anyways and um, you know, it's not not as fun not traveling all the time with kids but I had to make that call that like it's it's different with kids it's not just like you're free to go fly and do your thing it's like you have little ones counting on you and I I feel like love is time and I have to give them time like I can't just come home and be like here's this okay I'm going on another plane so I just quickly realized that although I love it I, ha I have to limit that because I'm just you know I'm not in my 20s and no kids anymore like I, I want to choose wisely and mm -hmm be picky with what I shoot and yeah, not dilute the other um, sides of my brand that I'm really working on building. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah a tough but, call, but it was burning good. out, burning out is a real problem. It's just like, you know, you can put all these, you know, you, you, and there's people that think, all right, well, I'll make hay while the sun shines and just do all of these jobs. But that, that creativity has mm -hmm. to be looked after and that energy that you have to come up with these ideas needs to be protected at all costs and so oh, yeah. uh it it that 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 is something like i'm glad you did that and and then you're able to focus on all these other things which so i want to talk to you yeah. about um finding clients and marketing in a small town so you you, you went big yeah. with the patagonia and that was like fantastic but then um yeah. doing your senior portraits so for i know all the u.s listeners know what a senior portrait is it's high school students a lot of our australian listeners i think i've explained it <laughs> enough times yeah, but I'm when i still it. when i hear senior i think of people that you know people. 80 plus you know that's senior <laughs> yep. to me but it's not it's uh high school students and it's like when when they graduate they get these portfolios done which yep. is kind of like a model's folio i guess lots of different shots of them doing great activities how do you right. market when you're in a smaller town how does that differ to say being say if you were trying to market out of la or new york or somewhere like yeah. that so what was your approach 
um, yeah, piggybacking, piggy, piggybacking, is that even a word? Yeah. On what you said, um, Patagonia, I mean, yeah, although it's fun, it, it didn't fill up a lot of my time and some, some months or years, I don't make anything. Some, it'll be amazing. So I can't really count on that. That's kind of just a fun side thing. So I really had to focus on my portraits and building a consistent, you know, income here with clients and being in a relatively smaller town. Um, a lot of that was just networking like crazy. So people kind of think, you know, especially with all the students I have and people I've taught, it's like, Oh, if I just start putting stuff out there, they will come, you know, and it's, they don't really, they, they think they just need to post more, you know, do more on social media, but, um, a huge portion of my business, I mean, I would say most of it comes from word of mouth clients yeah. and that starts with networking and just getting out there. I joined so many groups, different business meetings. I tried to show up to everything. I tried to, you know, be at meetings and host events and partner up with businesses. And it started, I had a, a great mentor in the beginning. I've, I've had so many great mentors that I feel like I need to shout out everybody, but um, like Jeff Yoakum and Roberta Valenzuela and Kenny Kim and Mike Cologne, all these people kind of all said the same thing in the beginning where it's like, find your niche and go hard, go hard. Yep. And Ken Kim's like the master networker. And I shot a wedding with him in Chicago and just watched him network like with everyone at the wedding. He was like, you go shoot the reception. And he went and just talked to people. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Like, aren't you supposed to be shooting right now? He's like, no, that's why I have you here. And I mean, he shot, of course, I'm yeah. exaggerating, but just seeing him like just laugh and connect and talk to all the bridesmaids and the parents and and he gets there's so another much 20 weddings business. after that he's just yeah. advertising like, yeah Man, that's so smart and so i'm like i just everyone you talk to like it's a potential client it's a great relationship like you got to just look at everybody no matter how important or not important you think they are like treat everybody the same because you never know what yeah. um what's going to come from it and so i just really tried to get out there and connect with you know local stores and djs and um all these all these people in my community i would do free headshots for, yep. um, you know, big people in my community that I knew would like talk and, yeah. um, just things like that, just trying to get out everywhere. And, um, and that's a full time <laughs> job. That's the thing. So it's not enough. Like I yeah. think the social media is amazing, right? It is. It's fantastic. Okay. But I think that people, um, put a lot, uh, too much emphasis on that when they're starting out, because it's like yep. you're reach, reaching this uh, broader community and certainly you can have great success, but in the start, if you, and, and even if you're in uh, a big city, I, I love yep. your approach and I, I got all my work, uh, word of mouth as well. So same, yep. same snap sister. <laughs> it's, it's just the best way to do it. So whenever you're anywhere, um, I always recommend that you have maybe your 10 best photos on a yeah. folder on your phone that you can access quickly that aren't in between, uh, photos of the cat and dot, like you, you've got to be able to just bring them up a bit smoother than hang on. No, no. Right. Oh, that's my auntie. We were Hold in, on. you know, wait, 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 wait. Oh, here's a yeah. selfie of me. No, here, this one. No, no, not this one. So make sure that it's easily. And so when you're at the hairdresser, when you're at the fruit shop buying your apples, when you're in the supermarket, you never know. You never know where your next break is going to come from. What is the most unusual situation that you've actually uh, turned into it, like meeting someone that you just thought, oh, like I'm talking to someone at the fruit shop and then it turns into this they happen to be the owner of some multinational company and they give you a gig. Has, has that happened to you? 
I'm trying to think. That's a really good question. I, I like. I know it's happened because I've been in places where I'm like, oh yeah, who knows if that's gonna happen. Um, while you're thinking, I'm going to ask you another question so you can think. And <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, while you were growing your business, so that that first five years, which is when mm-hmm. I think a lot of people actually drop out because they, yeah. they haven't made their first uh, six figures in the first three months, which I don't know where that came from. That people believe that that's oh the case. It's not. There's like you've got to do the work to get there. Yeah. But like. Um, how did you support yourself in the very early years? Did you have a part-time job? How did that work? Yeah, so I i mean, I was lucky because I, I have my hubby and he was making money at the time and we had yep. no kids, so yep. we didn't need to make as much. Um, I was actually working at Sofa Mart selling couches. Oh, fantastic, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just remember sitting there and I'm like, this is not probably what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like, I know that. It's just a, it's just a goof job. So that job. was a full-time now. job? Um, yeah, that was my yep. full-time job. And my husband was a full, I think he was a fly fishing guide at the time. Yep. Um, and I just remember thinking like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something else. I gotta start a business. I gotta do something. And so I remember like praying like, okay, God, give me a sign. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I can, like, I always knew I'd have my own business ever since I had my first lemonade stand. And I like demanded that I sell iced coffee because Johnny down the street was selling lemonade and that wasn't good enough. And my uh. mom's like, oh boy, you're going to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so I always knew it happened. I just didn't know what it would be. And so I remember um, Matt got me a camera, my husband, and yeah. I just started taking lots of pictures, kind of just started falling in love with it. And my cousin, um, Kristen, is in Southern California. And I called her asked her some questions like, Hey, do you love your job? Like, how much do you make? How's it? How hard is it to get into this? And she gave me so much good advice. And then I just posted something on Facebook. I was like, Hey, everyone, I kind of want to start a photography business. So if anybody wants pictures, like I'm not very good right now. So just let me practice on you. It'll be free. And if you like the pictures, you can buy them for $20, like something that's ridiculous. Fantastic. That's great. That, that's even better than just going, it's free. So you, you, right. you've given people yeah. a, 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 a buy in so that you kind of respect your time time and the effort that you're putting in so it's not for nothing so that's I I, I like that that's great it wasn't much but I remember having like a couple hundred dollar sales they're like well can we buy more and I'm like oh my gosh sure yeah and with that extra money I bought better gear and then um yeah I just feel like there was a I think I went to some event and this is when I was still like you know praying like what should I do and all these people were like oh my gosh these are so good you should be a photographer you should be a photographer and then that night I was like oh is this my sign okay let's try this (laughs) so that's when I put that post out and I shot like 30 something families and people's pictures and engagements and maternity, like everything you could think of in one month. Like I said, for the entire month of August, everything's free. And so, so many people messaged me. I got a huge portfolio. I found out kind of what I liked shooting, what I didn't. And then from there, I took the little money I made, invested in better gear, bought a website. And I was like, all right, full send. Let's just do this and see what happens. So, um, yeah, I just... I've always been, you know, pretty energetic and motivated. So I think I just went hard really fast because I did have that security of Matt still making some income and we had some savings and I was like, okay, I can take a risk. And if it doesn't work out in, you know, a few months, like I'll have to come up with a plan B, but that wasn't even really in my head. I was like, oh, it's going to work. Like, I'm just going to do everything I can and it's going to be awesome. We'll figure this out. And that, and so, that yeah, that's fantastic. That, yeah. that that photo shoot that you're doing that you're giving away, that's also your networking at that point because oh, it's like, yeah. you know, you're meeting all these people and they yep. get to spend an hour or two with you or whatever it takes and you're getting exactly. to know, I, I think there's nothing better than people getting to meet you uh, yeah. in person because 
you know, your online profile, uh, people can make assumptions about what you're really right. like or, or what the whole experience is going to be. And it's like when you give someone a fantastic day out, like you send them home happy, not oh, yeah. only have they had fun working with you, you've laughed together. Laughing, yeah, I think, is so people. important. You've yeah. helped them out and you've given them something of, that they value, then of course they're yeah. going to go and often tell all the, oh, I yeah. had the best time and I didn't feel awkward yeah. or uncomfortable. It was yeah. great. So yeah. now we come to, um, you say niche, I say niche. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say niche we'll say you. both. I'll no, say you don't have to. I should <laughs> say, uh, you know, it's like I think both work. But um, yeah. <laughs> niching down is... Uh, one of the things that I think you credit to your success, and we're talking, yeah. uh, you're doing multiple six figures, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. How what, what how did that evolve? Like, so obviously I think it's really important that when you, I started out shooting food, I didn't know yeah. I was going to oh, shoot wow. portraits. You don't know well, what you don't know. And I thought, yeah, yeah. this will do. And then <laughs> I d- discovered portraits by accident and I thought I would be a fashion photographer. And yeah. Then I shot fashion and I didn't like the people much. And I'm like, oh, I can't do fashion. It's like I'm not happy here. And then I discovered, uh, you know, commercial portraiture. And I'm like, I think I found my thing. So I, I really niche down into that area. So how, at it. how did that happen for so you? Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm literally looking at your pictures right now. And I'm like so blown away. P.S. You shot a bunch of stuff for Wentworth. And I love that show. Oh, um, I've just shot a cover yeah. for um, oh. for the, for those guys too. So uh, yeah, the, the, the show, uh, the next series is coming out end of July. So look out for it. I so can't believe cool, what a yeah. smash hit that is around the world. It's huge. Oh my gosh. It's so, yeah, I, 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 I love it. And I saw all these people on your way. I was like, oh my gosh, you're just so cool. And <laughs> I have to ask you about like later, tell me about Justin Bieber, please. I yeah, yeah, I'll him. tell you the whole Anyways, story. <laughs> um, okay. I literally forgot your question because I said Justin Bieber. Oh God, what did you ask? Um, so niching down, how did niching that evolve? Down. Was right. it a, an organic thing yeah. or did you just like, did what was no. the moment could because it is your niche is doing um senior portraits yep. was there a moment yeah. when you go i love this and you know how how did you feel shooting weddings was it the same how did that evolve yeah so i kind of shot everything in the beginning and then i really started liking weddings um and so i shot a ton of weddings and i was still kind of shooting everything and somebody was like you got to go educate yourself, go hire a, a business mentor. And, um, so I hired Jeff Yoakum back in the day and he's all about finding your specialty and took one of his workshops and it just really gave me a ton of clarity on like, okay, like it actually makes sense. I'm, I'm kind of, I want to do everything. Like that's always my personality is there's like never enough. Like I, I want to try it all. I want to do everything. I want to experience everything. And so having to like niche down was definitely a, a tough thought for me. I was like, well, no, I'm going to lose out on so much business if I do that. And, um, everyone's like, no, just trust that process. Like I asked a bunch of my other photographer friends and you know, most successful people that I look up to, they are known for something. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really tough call cause I was shooting senior girls too at the time. Um, and I thought that I would probably gear more towards weddings, but then after really thinking about it and making a list of like my favorite clients and what I loved about it and what I didn't love about certain things, um, I had a lot of like, I made a good and bad list for weddings and seniors. So I narrowed it down to those two and my good list. There's so much stuff, you know, like making a bride feel beautiful, like seeing all the cool things about weddings, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then for seniors, it was like hanging out with all these girls, being adventurous, like 
acting younger than my age and it's mm-hmm. acceptable, like all these things. And then there was no bads for the seniors. But then the bad list for the weddings was like yeah. extremely long days, yeah. stressful, mother-in-laws, like all of these no things. No do-overs. That's at the top of my list yeah, of weddings. Like you don't so get do-overs. You, the the oh pressure. Gosh. So much pressure. <laughs> and I just didn't like that. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go for the senior girl thing. And then I just started digging deeper into like who I am. And it's more about your passion behind it I think and like your why way more than just like choosing something it has to make sense with like who you are as a person and why you're actually doing this because if it doesn't really matter and you're not really passionate about it and you don't have like a deeper reason I I feel like it's a lot harder to really get into that and um, people know when you're passionate about something and when you really have a lot of love for it and I really have that for teen girls I think it's because I had a great mentor I went through a lot of tough times and Sometimes these girls just need someone random to talk to and give them some confidence and show them a fun, adventurous time and help them be brave and step out of their comfort zones. And there were so many reasons why I was so passionate about it that I just I just went for it. And then I realized real quickly that if you're known for something, if people are going to all different websites and you are the photographer for adventurous senior girls who are like wanting to be brave, there's no other competition. Like they'll see other people and you know they just they won't connect in the same way rather than it looking at you and your bio and if if it's really who you are to the core and they really connect with that i mean it's go time so and you can charge i feel like much more premium rates when yes. you are um specialized yeah, so i think so yeah, i never look back so the interesting thing i notice about like so you've niched into the senior portrait but then you took that and you've niched down even further because i imagine that like you're presenting yourself as like uh, as that that fun big sister that was like you i I imagine um and this is what i do on my workshops too you're partying and you're hanging out with the girls and you're one of the group right and so they're looking up to you and so it's more than just photography like as you said you're giving them advice and i know we'll, we'll try and get into um the um non-profit stuff that you do Tracy's mm-hmm. closet closet as well but like you, you're a, a real leader in that so you've niched down further so I guess yeah. you're not you're you're attracting people that are just like you in a way yeah. and you, you're probably not getting the girly girly girls who just want to <laughs> stand in a studio and do you know right. the shoot in the forest on the road kind of thing yeah. so it's a real action pack so niching right even micro niching uh, yeah. is working for you and then there's, there's always a step further. It's like, well, yep. how can you even niche that, that down further? And it's, I still get girls that are, you know, totally kind of different than that typical, like adventurous, crazy. And I think it's because they want more of that. Like yep. I get girls that want to step out of their comfort zone. They want to be more adventurous. They want to be more brave. They want to have that confidence. And so that's why they're drawn to me too. And, you know, I, I have like a, I call them my tribe and I have a group of girls that they kind of, they come to a meeting. I tell them all about what we do. Like we have events all year. I've really tried to make it. And this started like eight years ago. I had not heard of anything like this. It was actually my husband's idea. He's like, why don't you take them all on a road trip? I'm like, no parents are going to let me take their kids on a road trip. I'm their photographer. That's so <laughs> weird. And he was like, no, just do it. Just like put it out there. See what happens. And I got six girls and we went to Yellowstone National Park and Chico Hot Springs, like Big Sky, like all these cool places. We stayed at hotels and and thus the tribe began. And I was like, okay, that's so much more fun than just taking one senior picture shoot and being done. Like, I love these girls. Like, it's so fun being able to hang out with them. And, you know, some girls need me more than others. And yeah. I might just see them at their shoot and a couple of events. Some I become really close with. And I've been 
all over the world with some of them. Like one of my past seniors, she's now my assistant and we've been to Bali, Thailand, Vegas, California, like everywhere. And it becomes, you know, a whole different relationship. So I think it's just what they need at that time. I, you know, can be that for them. So yeah, it's a lot more than senior pictures. It's really grown into something really cool where, um, yeah, we hang out and we, we talk, we go on crazy adventures and, like I said, some just want the senior shoot and they're golden and yeah. others want that time invested. So I, I'm I, I can see that that time when like if you're, what are they, 17, 18, yep. doing, doing that, that would be like that's the sort of stuff that you remember for the rest of your life because it's probably yeah. their first time overseas or their first time yep. even interstate for some people and having right. this, uh, you know, bonding, not only having these amazing photos but you also get to have this amazing experience and then they go back and you would just be telling everybody <laughs> that, you know, and obviously they're posting about their trip on social yeah. media. So that's getting, you know, more eyes on your uh, mm -hmm. website. So I think it's a great system. Now, you've actually created a product that you walk people through how to how to do all this, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually was um, a, a part of a mastermind this last year where I was an attendee and it was one of the most expensive things I've invested in, but I knew like I've always tried to have coaches and mentors and I know how important it is still because yes. there's so much that I don't know. And now yeah. that I've moved on to educating, I wanted to make sure that I did it right and I built it the right way. And I know that there's people teaching that just like I teach photographers how to yeah. grow. And so um, I hired a girl named Shannon Monson who runs the Icon um, Mastermind. And it's the first mastermind I'd been a part of. And like, I just loved it. Like I loved going through it. There was five of us girls. We still meet like every week and talk. And they're like, I mean, they're my homies. Like we go through everything together. We've had our ups and our downs of like building these courses and teaching people. And it's really nice to have that like accountability yes. and like that crew that supports you. And so yeah. I went into it thinking I would just grow my coaching business and have like this online course that I just, you know, people bought and went through themselves. And then I quickly realized, like, I got to do a mastermind for photographers. This is like, this is so helpful for me. And I know it'll be amazing for them. So I built um, in that mastermind, I built uh, the focus method. So it's a five step process. I worked my butt off <laughs> in the whole um, 12 weeks of this mastermind building this for other photographers, just going through every single thing, every question I've gotten from photographers, every struggle I could remember starting. Like, I mean, it was a labor of love let me tell you so yeah. um, but I'm really really proud of what I've built and we just had our we ended our first cohort of it and um sold out all the spots so I was Fantastic. super excited and the photographers I just I love they all bonded they still talk every week and just seeing their businesses like blossom and um going through that with them it's been really cool so it's the focus method um that's the acronym so the F is finding your niche, obviously yes. very important. And I fully agree and believe that that is one of the number one things you should do. Um, second is the O and that's optimizing your brand. So, you know, who you are, what people think of when they think of your name, yeah. your colors, your website, like all that stuff. That's all, all very important. Like your bios, your, you know, what people see when they first go to your page or your Instagram. Yeah. Um, the C is client acquisition. So that's actually getting the clients, marketing, yeah. Yeah. networking, all those good things. The U is, um, giving them an unforgettable client experience. That's yeah. huge. And I think highly underrated. And that's when people are going to talk about you. You want to give them a story to tell. Um, and then the S is systems and sales. So, uh, that's 
you know, sometimes boring for some people, but you got to have good systems in place and you got to know how to sell. Valerie's all over that. Loves it. (laughs) She could talk about it forever. Yeah. That sounds amazing. So, um, I'm going to put all the links uh, to your uh, website, Instagram, Twitter, all of these products uh, in the show notes. But just quickly, uh, where's the best place for people to find you, Tracy? Um, on Instagram, it's Tracy Moore Photo, so T R A C Y M O O R E Photo, um, and my website's TracyMoorePhotography.com. And yeah, just DM me if you have any questions. I, I'm obsessed with helping people with their businesses and hanging out with these girls and just trying to, you know, bring joy to other people too. Cause I feel really, really lucky and blessed with how the business has worked out for me. And, and there's nothing more fun right now than helping other people get there too. Cause it's not that hard. I mean, it's hard work, but it's like a simple process. If you yeah. just like do these things, it's really not that um, you know, that hard of a process, it's just hard work. So yeah. you got to do the work, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited about this whole new journey of mine and still doing the senior shoots, but also helping people get the business they love. So yeah. Fantastic. Oh, that is awesome. I, I think I definitely have to get you back on the show. There's a, a lot of stuff that we didn't get to. Um, I love your passion and energy and uh, I think all your success is uh, so well deserved and uh, I think you're doing great stuff and uh, yeah, I can't I wait. Say that I'm this crazy. Sick. There's still things that I fail at every day. Like, so I don't want people to be discouraged. Like, oh, how how is everything so perfect? But life is hard, but there's so much joy and so much good. So that's what I want to get out there. Like, real life, it's tough, but if you just stick it out, you know, you can do it. So don't give up. Fantastic. That's my Fantastic. that's my message for everyone. And yes, I have so many more stories, so we need to we need to chat more. <laughs> Definitely. Um, all right, Tracy. <laughs> thanks so much for your time today, and uh, wishing you uh, nothing but continued success. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're so awesome. There we go, Tracy Moore. Always good to hear from other photographers and what they're doing with their photography businesses. So what are you doing in the coming week, Gina? I am doing lots of things. Uh, I've got Stella is off the road at the moment, but I'm getting so her back on the road because it's been very sunny days. Stella is my little Vespa and uh, the battery has been flat because it's been too cold to ride. I'll let the battery go flat. But you, do you know you can recharge batteries? Uh, I've never thought about it. <laughs> you can recharge them. So I, okay. th- I did that. I took the battery out. I recharged it. I'm very proud of myself for being proactive mm. with that. And uh, we've also, I'm also working on all sorts of things, Val. What about you? What are you doing? I've because you know, as you know, end of financial year is a very busy period for ooh, me. Ooh, ooh, I forgot I, I need hard. to celebrate the yeah, first right. day of the financial year <laughs> by getting a, a box out and shoving all my receipts in and giving it to my accountant. <laughs> so, um, so I've been going hard, and uh, it's time for a little bit of a relax and a rec- and a recover. And uh, depending on when you are listening to this episode, you may have already experienced or are about to experience the biggest event of the universe, which is happening on the 3rd of July worldwide. And Disney plus is releasing Hamilton, the film. I am so excited. It's beyond description. (laughs) I've got my whole evening planned and it all revolves around streaming this movie. 
which of course is a film of the stage production uh, in the original New York cast of Hamilton. And I'm so excited. That's How come you haven't third. set up a thing where you actually live? There are a heap of podcasts that I listen to where they um, they will st- live stream something, mm-hmm. right? And they'll comment it on on as they're watching. So obviously, the first time yeah, you watch yeah. it, so Twitch, yeah, we were talking about that today. Are you going to do it? Well, we were discussing it. It, I don't it wouldn't I be the be first one because probably if you're a, a, as big a fan as you are, like if I mm. sat and watched it with you, I'd probably annoy you. Yes, very much Because so. you're not allowed to talk. But So after exactly. you've watched it I've already, 50 yeah. times, then could mm. I talk through it? Maybe. Mm. Mm. Because you but would you, get annoyed because I'd be getting up, leaving the room. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to get more Nutella. And you're like, you can't leave now. And I'm like, oh, care factor, zero. Well, but. the thing is, if you talked through it, you, I wouldn't hear you over my singing, so... You I know, you and you, you, you actually watching you because I. What did we go see? The Book of Mormon. You, yeah. so generously bought me tickets to that, <laughs> and I've and I've also been to how many Bon Jovi concerts with you. <laughs> but when I look over at you, when you're watching the thing that you love the most, I see little five-year-old Valerie. You go, <laughs> look like a five. It's really sweet because you go back to that inner child, and I think that's a lovely thing. But that's what I see. You clap, you sing, you cry. <laughs> It's really cute. <laughs> so that's, well, that's what you, you'll be, be there. You'll be holding your dolly, sucking your thumb, <laughs> singing along <laughs> to Hamilton. But that's Damn. fantastic. How great that everyone gets the opportunity, all the fans. It's just going to um, yes. blow up the internet, isn't it? It'll break it the internet. Yes, which possibly means that in Australia, because sometimes we have internet that's the speed of less than what you can get in a developing third world nation, uh, our internet might actually blow up. <laughs> you reckon? Oh, who knows? Who knows? But I'm, I'll, I'll be finding out on the 3rd of July. Well, so I'm very excited. That how is exciting. So what is it? That the is highlight just of a couple life. of sleeps to go, Val. So, mm. um, and I'm sure we'll be hearing all about it for... I don't know, in the next five years. Yeah, great. <laughs> I don't have an equivalent of that that I would be counting down. I can't think of a show. Well, you can have Hamilton. <laughs> I don't. You know about me and musicals. It's, this is your oh. thing, Val. I don't understand quite. A, it's the, a work of genius anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Right. It's great, but I'll it's great. back. <laughs> All right, where do we find you online, Gina? You can find me at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And I'm at Gina Militia on all social media. And if you want to take your photography to the next level, then do check out the Gold Community. You can find it at ginamilitia.com and click on Join the Community. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo. That's K-H-O-O on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.